tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah, let the buzz begin. We are back. Season 2, Silicon Valley. You guys can follow it at after ABTV Silicon Valley on Twitter. I'm your host, JB Zimmerman. You can follow me at, at JB underscore Zimmerman. Here are the new panel today. Hi, my name is Quinn Skillian. You can follow me on Twitter at Quinn Skillian. Hi there, my name is John Manganello. You can find me at Johnny Mangs on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. And we have a very special guest for the premiere episode of season two, Suzanne Cryer. Welcome. Hi. I'm so glad to be here. We're so happy to have you. you. Real quick, where can the fans follow you? They can follow me at at I am Suzanne Cryer. Awesome. On Twitter, I assume? On Twitter. Perfect. Well, let's just jump right in. I was obviously stoked to have the season back, um, but it was a great episode in general. I mean... You guys, how did you feel about... I mean, definitely, uh, we were giggling pretty much the whole time. (laughs) I mean, it was interesting because we had some, you know, serious subject matter that we had to cover, and that can change things. It can. Um, I mean, it was still definitely a very, very funny episode, and I think that we are going to have some really, really wonderful things to look forward to this season, but I'm really happy that we got to um, pay a little tribute there at the end. I think that was really, really important. Yeah, it was ground that had to be covered. I was reading an article um, earlier today in the New York Times about this. They were talking about how the actor who plays Peter Gregory, obviously, is no longer in the season as he passed away. Right, Christopher Evan Welsh. Yes, and I think it was dealt with Perfectly. I mean, like, I just think it was funny. It wasn't, um, it wasn't too in your face. It was just sort of like, we all know it has to be covered. And I think it was dealt uh, with in a way that matches no, the show. No, I actually think it show. was kind of in your face. I mean, that whole scene where they're, where they're talking to Monica and they're trying to get the story out of her and they're just like, no, <laughs> yeah, you're right, no, you're right and about you're that. Sitting there like, oh my God. Peter Gregory's dad. Yeah, I know. Exactly, yeah, and yes. your character kept saying over and over and over again. So I think that there was, it was wonderful. I think it was wonderfully symmetric. I was, I was totally. totally yeah, no, I agree. And it was a little tongue in cheek and it was fun. Yeah, and um, I, and so I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say I think they really just wanted me to repeat it and repeat it and mm-hmm. repeat it because it's so overwhelmingly incomprehensible yeah. to right. everyone that one that this tremendous actor is gone and mm-hmm. two that this tremendous character is gone. Absolutely. And so you have so to just keep repeating it? it and repeating it and repeating it because nobody exactly. can believe it. Because Peter exactly. was so integral to the he show. Was. And I mean, the Burger King episode stands out yeah. as oh my one gosh. of the greatest things the ever. Sesame yeah. seeds. The Sesame, the Sesame seeds. seeds. I know. It was really, I mean, he was so beautifully bizarre. Yeah. Right. Really beautifully bizarre. I'm so glad, we, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. No. But I'm so glad we have you here today because you obviously have probably the most unique perspective on this as you you're filling those shoes. Um, I mean, literally, you're taking oh. over for that uh, that staple in the show. It's, um, it's hard because I think they they very they've been very clear that I'm not filling his shoes. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I can't fill his shoes. And when I initially joined the show, I thought, Oh, God help me! 
nobody can step in right now hmm. because this man was so remarkable. And if I even try to. But the reality is the company is rudderless and something has to be done. And the show also needed something else. And yeah. they wanted more women. And right. um, and so as a result, they needed someone. And so I tried to let go of the fact that one of the great character performances and yeah. arcs ever was before me and just try and do my job. Right. I mean, the interesting thing is that Laurie Breen is... Weird. <laughs> so totally. she's so yes. well put. Yeah, well put. and I thought, oh, please don't. I hope people don't think I'm imitating Peter Gregory because I'm. I'm most definitely not. I'm trying to honor mm-hmm. the unbelievable writing of Mike and Alec and find I, you definitely this person did that and find, and find this so person. funny. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, how did you, you know, taking that role on um, in terms of the direction you wanted to bring the character? Did you want to have it be similar but take it in a new direction? Was yeah. that talked about with, with Mike and Alec? Well, I think a certain kind of person is drawn to a venture capital firm. I don't, I don't think... Um, you're going to get a while. Right. I think, right. you know, we might see that with our lawyer, but I think the kind of person who's going to be successful running a venture capital firm is going to certainly be a kind of person who's comfortable in the math world. Yeah. And um, Alec and Mike were both very clear with me that Lori is brilliant and, and her mind is going so quickly that she's a very fast talker, which I already am a very fast talker. And... <laughs> I amped that up even more for her. And and I tried to think of her not as a woman, but as a um, performing a function, which actually was very liberating instead because... Like you are the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, I really, I, I looked at her that way because she's so uncomfortable socially. I mean, she really, um, she doesn't even know how to shake people's hands. She doesn't, anything that she's able to do socially, she clearly read in a manual of how to do man- <laughs> management strategies for inept mm-hmm. right? yeah. people. Um, for dummies. Yeah, she just doesn't she just doesn't operate that way. And it's great because I don't think you see a lot of women on TV like that. You see a lot of women on TV. God knows. There's tons of women on TV, but I don't And you see a lot of a lot of women on TV on HBO. <laughs> you yes. do. Yeah. And but you you did not of Lori Bream and you you never will. And I I I don't know. I love that. I love the fact that um, they cast me um, and didn't want big hair and yeah. a lot of waja waja. It's wonderfully, and, it's wonderfully and refreshing. No makeup, and I haven't done any work to my face, and it shows. And I'm totally cool with. I wanted her to be that person. Um, I'm wearing. I mean, made jokes on Twitter about it. <laughs> I wear coach loafers. I mean, literally, they have. <laughs> I never ever. I think maybe once I got a heel about this big. Monica's just you know gazelle like, yeah. and Amanda's so gloriously lovely to look at anyway, and fresh faced and young. And I always just feel like I feel like old Mother Hubbard when I'm next <laughs> to her. But Lori doesn't care. Lori just doesn't give two hoots right, right. about what she looks like because she is a math wonk. Right. Um, Suzanne, this is something I would say if you weren't here or if you were, obviously you are here, but um, so I'm not just saying this because you're here, but there were moments, these delicious moments where you say things like photograph where anybody else would say photo or I saw a picture of you <laughs> or you say I'm going to telephone you instead of just like 
call. I'm call, I'm call you. <laughs> and that adds so much richness to this character, yeah. and I'm so excited about it. And yes, I think it's in the vein of Peter Gregory, but it's obviously going yeah, to. They're, same, they're the same world. Yeah, right, exactly. they're the same, same world. world. Same world. Because we very different people. We exactly. can't start driving a completely different vehicle. No. Well, yeah, and as you said, you know, people in that same job position have to have the same technical mindset. Yeah. I mean, to fulfill that role in the company. You have to have a similar... I think they, yeah. And there's a wonderful genius to both of them right. that I think is so integral to, you know, being a, a CEO of such a, you know, of such a... Uh, technical company. Yeah, yeah. Such a technical company. And, you know, a company that's so successful, you know, there there needs to be kind of like a mad genius behind the wheel, I think, a little bit. I, I think that's true. But I think it's going to be hard to get to know Lori. Hmm. And, and I, that might frustrate people. But it doesn't frustrate me because I think so often with female characters on TV, it's all about their backstory and not about their competency. Mm-hmm. It's literally mm-hmm. all about what I feel right. and what I think. You know what I think. It's all that stuff. It's very reactive. And so I read reactive. some. I read some article somewhere going, "Well, I sure hope that we see some of her backstory." And I'm like, "Wow, I sure hope we don't." <laughs> right. I actually would love to have a female character on TV. That we're completely unconcerned with her social life. Mm-hmm. It's really about my job performance. The boys, they're all kind of girly, <laughs> where it's all about their emotions and their gale foil and It's about her job. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to give me plenty to do, but it's about my job. Mm-hmm. You, guys, right. you guys aren't filming anymore. You guys are wrapped up. No, we're done. Yeah, we're yeah. done. And probably more next season. I mean, everybody thinks that. Lori Bream is going to solve all the issues of Silicon Valley, <laughs> but they have to realize that th- this show was written a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and oh yeah, so we're so the Ellen Powell Kleiner lawsuit came out after this was all written. Right, Mike right. Judge and Alec Bard were once again way ahead of the curve, putting a woman in charge of a venture capital firm when we're, they're litigating about it. But they're not responding to it. They're holding a mirror up to Silicon Valley, and they're ahead of the curve. Yeah. yeah I like what you said to us right before we started filming that this is not the show is not a crystal ball. No, you know, it's a mirror. It's a mirror. It's a mirror, and it's a really bloody funny mirror. Right. It's kind of one of those googly and, and, and an accurate satire, I think, on yeah. sort of the world that it's representing. They took a lot of flack in the beginning with season one, sort of not representing any women, but that yeah. was the reality of the situation. There, it is the reality. It's of an the unfortunate situation. reality, yeah, and, absolutely. And I mean, come on, there are one medium where there are tons of women represented well is television. None of us are complaining about women's roles on television. We're just not. In film, sure, we are. But television, it, it's a beautiful thing. Every And you single just came off um, How to Get Away with Murder, didn't yes, you? You know all about exactly. that. I mean, it's really... Every, most of the television shows seem to be dominated by smart, interesting, fabulous female Absolutely. characters. So this show is about the tech industry, which is dominated by men and, furthermore, the venture capital 4% of boardrooms in Silicon Valley mm-hmm. are women 4% 4% right. I mean and exactly it's like do I know are we do we do we want to reflect it clearly or do we want to just push a bunch of female characters in there just and to I mean, appease that would- that would just be strange. So I think they've done it. They put me at the, at the head of yeah. right, exactly. right, exactly. I mean, there we Revolutionary. go. Revolutionary. There we exactly. go. I mean, there we go. I think also, um, I heard an interview once with Tina Fey, and she was talking about how she, you know, was in the 2008 election, was per, um, doing an impression of Sarah Palin on right. SNL. Yeah. And people were giving her a lot of flack because they were like, oh, you're being so hard on this other woman. She's like, wait a minute. If 
if we have to play by a different set of rules than men do, then mm, that's, that's unfair. Then that's unfair. And I think it would be unfair to put that weight onto you or onto one specific character. Like, oh, you have to be the perfect woman. You have to be an example. Right. No, this isn't a crystal ball. And showing that there are not that many men um, working in Silicon Valley... You you have to. I mean, you have to be. And half the humor in the show, all these socially uncomfortable situations. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. The, the part, the, the top of the the top of the show with the baseball game, and they're standing there. And I love that scene with Guilfoyle and Dinesh, and that sexy chick comes <laughs> up and starts yeah. talking to them. But they're such idiots that they start fighting with each other once again about yeah. some inconsequential thing. And then they get the fat dude and lose the gorgeous chick. Right. I mean, these guys. This is it in a nutshell. They don't. They're socially can't inept. Seem, can't exactly. seem to get it right. In a different way than Lori's socially inept, but yeah. we're all socially inept right. in this world. It's interesting. I, I was I was laughing because there was a scene when you, um, your character and Monica come into the apartment. Right. This is, um, I don't know what just like, happened. So, so this is after you guys, this is when they're deciding that you, you, they need to take they need to take to put in the offer, right? right. So yeah. I'm going over to, to yeah, make an you go offer. yeah to go over to make an offer. And right then, I was like, "Are we still um, shipping Richard and Monica?" Like I couldn't tell because we hadn't <laughs> talked about it. Shipping right. is when you want two characters to right. be together. By the way, right? And I mean, Monica, <laughs> Monica, Monica's different in this episode, right? I mean, yeah, Monica's. It, Monica's different this season, I think, a little bit. Like the scene that you see later when she comes, because how so? Yeah, I know. I how know. so from the first season? I think she's got. <sighs> She's lying and she's spunky and it, I mean hmm. she was doing that. St- she was it was there for her. I love. I'm a huge. She's Amanda crazy fan. smart. She's crazy, crazy smart. smart. But you know it's downplayed. I mean she's more traditionally female mm-hmm. in, in some ways in the show. She's she's uh, the viewers way into this crazy world. I mean yes Richard is, but really Monica's the way in. She's the mm-hmm. only sort of normal one. She's smart and but she doesn't. Well, she doesn't have these like in. super these kind of superhero like computer skills like the guys. Well, she's do, also just not which weird. Is kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's a good point, and she's a great liaison between the boys and in the first season Peter Gregory, and yeah. I, what I'm going to imagine it, it, you now. In, right? In, in this no, season. and she's trying, and she like Lori insists on it because that's we have a whole thing going that way. Because Lori, I mean, you can see how uncomfortable I am just mm-hmm. walking in the house. Yeah, it's dirty, it's weird. Yeah, I, I don't, it seems like she's never. She's right, you like, look around when you walk. I mean, like, what is this place? It's really just uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Every, everything makes her uncomfortable. But so. I thought it was interesting. You know, they were putting a lot of a lot of weight uh, as viewers for us to side with Monica yeah. because if Monica doesn't get Pied Piper, she's fired. That was kind of what the yeah. that was kind of the stakes that were set for us. And so us as view- viewers are starting to realize how much we actually really, really, really care about her. You know what I mean? Right. Because at first, you know, we just really want you know what's best for the gang, and now you know it's you know everybody's kind of all in it together now. And talk about a woman, a female character, really steering the ship. She comes back um, to uh, Richard's uh, home and says, "Hey, you can't tell anybody." Yeah, I'm here. No, I mean, she goes against Laura. I mean, she totally right. undermines. And what Lori. smart? I mean, like the fact that she knew that it was too much and that she was predicting, you know, what a problem that was going to be for the company in the future. I mean, like, what a lucky break for Richard. You know, it's interesting because they, they actually cut out a couple lines of dialogue, which I think I'm allowed to talk about this, but um, they cut out a couple lines of dialogue, just because everything's always too long, about um, me saying to her, she, it, she, it gets revealed to me in that episode that she was the, she did it. Oh, really? Like, like oh. ISIS. But they, cut, they cut that. And then I say, oh, well played. Like, it was like, oh, I'm I like, oh, you got the You know, it was, very, it was very good, but but the thing is, I think they didn't, I really I'm glad they cut it. They cut it, and I'm not even sure we filmed it. Like I don't, I don't remember. I remember reading it, mm-hmm. but I don't 
No, I don't think we ever filmed it. But I, and I understand why. I mean, Mike and Alec are so flawless as writers; they really are. And and so I think they're thinking much further down the line. But the point is, she does betray me, but she does something good for Raviga too. Right. She saves us an enormous amount of money, and yeah. she's ultimately going to build Pied Piper into a better. So she's doing like so many things at once, but they're smart. They're smart for Pied Piper. They're smart for Raviga. So I like the fact that Lori would have probably approved of it. She wouldn't have approved if she knew she did it for an emotional reason. Mm-hmm. But from a financial... Right. I do like that. I mean, I, she's yeah. sort of the everything character. She is attractive, and she's on sort of the inside with right. working directly with you. But she's also on the team of the protagonists, right. if you want to call them that, the Pied Piper team. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's America's way in, right. I think. Yeah. I mean, Richard Richard is is also, because I think Thomas... I mean, his, his work on this show is... is they're all good. Every time I talk about somebody, I'm like, oh, they're so they're so good. But, but what he's doing, he's really a grounding force. It's interesting to me that he's a comedian because his acting, he's so he is so authentic mm-hmm. to me, and he's so there's such a truthful. So it is, even though he's weird, because he is yeah, weird I mean, he, too. He but he's a way in. He kind of has to be the grounded one when you have T.J. Miller next to him, who's so <laughs> over the top all yeah, the time. You can't. Have I mean, two it's not just that. Also, you know, like uh, you know, Guilfoyle and and, 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 and Dinesh and everybody else right. who's like. Even, even, you know, Zach Woods with his, with his, you know, with Jared kind of being so cripplingly awkward. Um, you know, you kind of do have to have someone who just, who just like, has to be the, the, like, oh my God, I'm, I don't want to be on a jumbo. He kind of has to be half point of You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So it's interesting because he's still so funny without getting to be so like the crazy, you know, like, you know, character. He goes under. He goes under so honestly, though. It's so true. So Everything honestly. he does is so truthful, I mm-hmm. think. But, you know, they all are, but they've all found I think that's the reason the show works well is because it's these it's really interesting set of characters who have found some kind of truth about it. Yeah. And sometimes you don't feel that on TV. You you like the story or like the script but you have there's not an inherent truth. I think there's for me. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a pretty hard judge, I think and I went in and I just it was so easy to everyone's like how is it joining second season? And I said, you know, the first scene I filmed was um um was not my first scene with Monica. It was actually the one where I walked into the house. We did it out oh, of order. Oh, wow. And it was, a, I was so glad that they had me film that one first because it was like I was walking into the world. Yeah, exactly. And they're so real and they're so honest that literally I was like, I'm, it's like, it's that weird, like, Woody Allen movie walking into the screen. Like, yeah. I walked into, like, Suzanne Cryer, like, walked in and turned into the screen. Like, Cairo? Yeah. Like, I walked into the thing and I felt Very like I was in it. Like, mm-hmm. it was so easy to do my job because they're so real and so good. That's really, that's yeah. really cool to know that, that yeah. backstory there. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Yeah, what a, what a great introduction yeah. to the whole thing. That must have been so much yeah. fun. Yeah, no, it really was. And it was weird because they didn't know me either. Which the guys don't know Lori. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't met any of them. I had only met Amanda and um, love her. Like, I just love her so much. And she really welcomed me in. But the, none of the boys knew me. And so literally, like, I hadn't spoken to them at all. And then literally I come in. <laughs> and they all, like, started laughing because all of a sudden they were like, oh, my God, she's really weird. Yeah. And, you know, TJ had some really – after I left, because TJ always improvs after – I mean, they all do. Uh-huh. But TJ, obviously – 
really right. does a lot of extra stuff. Sometimes it makes it into the show. Sometimes it doesn't. Like like the uh, the joke about uh, Harlequin. Com- I think, conversation. yeah. See, I don't know what's. It's hard to know from the original script what was changed on the day of. But yeah, like that, I don't remember. So that funny because it was so po- that, so on yeah. point. That well, sounds he's like just a, a riot. I feel like you would have to take a thousand judge, takes. Or it could be TJ. I don't know. But TJ, like literally. Every time Lori Bream would leave the house, he was <laughs> saying these things, That's these vulgar, horrible, I'm I mean, sure, I literally, I'm sure. yeah, terrible, like, but wonderful, horrible, funny things about me and my lovers, and I don't know uh. what. I mean, he was just, <laughs> they couldn't use them, but they were really cracking me up. Awesome. That's hilarious. Yeah, we're, would you have to just do, like, method acting almost, going oh my in God. and just not Jimmy Chang. You know Jimmy on the show. He's the intern. And he only has one line Mm -hmm. in this episode. He says, Peter Gregory's dead. That guy, he is hilarious. You should have him come do an episode with you. You should. Absolutely. You should absolutely have Jimmy Jimmy come because Jimmy is, he's so much funnier than I am. He's a a stand-up guy. And he's brilliant. He's so fast. And um, he and TJ they do a lot of stuff together and there's stuff coming with them this season like T- uh, Jimmy has more to do and they would go on after the end of the scene just on and on and on and I would have to I'd be working with them so I'd have to continue the scene um, and I'm a different kind of actor than they are I'm a little bit more like drama school mm. and they're a little bit more like these stand up guys and so I would just be trying no one ever makes me laugh and I literally like I I was like, I'm going to ruin this tape and I'm going to be laughing. <laughs> That's so funny. Because Jimmy, Breaking all Jimmy and the TJ place. are right. so funny. This is exactly what I would imagine the set of this show would uh, yeah, be like. Exactly. So it's good to, it's but good it's to know not that. Like, it's not disruptively. Like, it's not like silly. Like, it's on character. Like, like TJ is really working mm-hmm. when he's improv. Like, he's right. figuring out. Like, he's really working. Everybody's working on in their character. But, you know, I have to say, as much as there's improvising, the scripts are so flawed. They don't even sure. Like, yeah. I try and get every single word every contraction right because I think that Mike and Alec are so mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. I actually met Leslie Wu today oh really who was the, who was the casting director for Silicon Valley and she was talking to me about when when she's auditioning for other shows like when because she also cast Togetherness on HBO oh, with, nice. with Togetherness um, the auditions are a little bit looser because that show is so improv heavy but with Silicon Valley she asks her actors not to go off script because the writing is so 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 specific yeah you don't mess yeah you better not mess with something unless <laughs> you've got a good so like TJ always does all this stuff and then he adds some stuff at right, the end. Right, right, right. And I don't. Like I don't. I mean, unless it's serving something like TJ or Thomas is doing, I wouldn't I, I'm not that's not why I'm there, I don't think. I mean maybe that will change, but right now I really just want to honor what they've written because it's so good. But yeah, I I mean I did like a David Mamet script once, a movie, and you just Yeah, you certain things you don't you do you don't right. yeah, you, you don't, don't mess with them. Well there's you don't a lot mess of subtlety in the not only the script but in everything around it. I mean just TJ's wearing like a binary code t shirt. Right. So funny. Um you know I, I feel like just looking at him, even if he's not cracking jokes, it would be hard to keep a straight face <laughs> just because he's like how do you take that guy seriously? I know. It's he's it's and did you notice in the first scene that banana sweater? Yeah, I oh my God. and I love that. Like there was and just man. no made no mention of it. Like, I this was crazy like, weird. That was just this random thing. I yeah. don't. I don't even know. Like Christina, I guess she. I love that sweater. I saw it today because it was the. I, I had. I. I just hadn't noticed it before because I saw it at the premiere. But I was so like I'm G mom. I'm at a premiere. I wasn't <laughs> even. Um, and this. So today I was actually watching G-mom. the episode. And um, saw that banana sweater. I was like, oh my god, I love that. It's so it's funny. It's so crazy. How funny. 
Um, what, on that note of TJ and and all of the funniness, I think we can talk about the negging and the, all the meetings yeah. that they went through throughout the episode. The balls mm. on the table. Yes, yeah. the balls on the table. <laughs> glad, um, they, glad they didn't film, <laughs> film that scene. I'm as glad am that I, that was as yeah. spoken of. That's Shakespearean <laughs> violence offstage. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Let's not cut the head off on stage. <laughs> yes. But there are some very funny scenes. I mean, he's obviously the comic relief, but it was so yeah. funny to see him um, just go full force yeah. in that direction. You know what I loved it. about the whole thing that was it was Richard that started it because usually Earl yeah. is the one right. who's just so ready. He's so ready to just insult and make right. anybody right. uncomfortable. But I loved that this kind he of was came on his from, best cause, behavior because when you see when you see Richard blow, you never do because he's like so you know sweet all the time. Right. So I think that that gave it like a lot of uh, you know. It, no, it was it did, Yeah, it did its due diligence there because you kind of he got he got to be the one to kind of uh, start to that. get yeah to get that moving. It's moments like this on the show where I can see them really poking fun at Silicon Valley right. and sort of the absurdities right. of it. Right, and I just think that's so fun. Um, and there will be a payoff to all this, to to, to all those. Little scenes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There will be a payoff cool. coming. Coming up. I was. Yeah. I was nervous actually when we were watching these. I think I wrote my notes. I was just like, "Is this going to backfire?" You know, I wasn't really mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you'll uh, see. They, it's it's good. It's it's really it's uh yeah. Well, because Gavin Belson is a pain in yes. the derriere. Yeah. Gavin no. Belson is. And that happens at the end is that we find out that Gavin Belson is suing. Yeah, as right. he gives that beautiful speech. And Richard was just like, man, maybe, maybe he, maybe he does have a heart, you know, after all. And then he nope. gets the text or the email that, well. No, and you know, because, um, Mike Judge and Alec love that scene so much from last season, um, where, um, where you see Peter and Gavin talking about Pilates. It's like a nothing scene. Like, nothing really happens into it. It's right after he says, like, I don't eat asparagus. I just remember that scene. And then they have that weird little scene just about they're so uncomfortable with each other. Yeah. And I think even though they lost Chris Welch, they wanted to address why, what was that backstory. Like, they needed to finish that. Yeah. Because I think yeah. that would have been, had Chris stayed on the show, there was a big backstory there with him. And, with him and, uh, and get, get, yeah. There was a big backstory, and so now we know a little bit more. There is this this backstory. And I definitely right. think, um, as a character, we needed to give Gavin Belson a little bit of background. Yeah, because, because otherwise he's a villain, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you do, you do need to, I mean, even though we're Never gonna side with him because come on. Um, so, but I'm just saying, like, just in terms of like making him a fully three dimensional right. character, I, he needed, I he, we needed, that. We needed yeah. to kind of have. I a think you'll bit. see. I think this season you're gonna see. You're gonna see an interesting roller coaster for him. Because I'm excited. It, yeah, because he is a villain, definitely. Even looks like villain. one of his hair and everything. <laughs> but he's a villain. <sighs> you do feel. You'll see. I know, I'm, just, I know, I'm so envious of you knowing all the secrets. In the background info over here. Yeah, I love yeah. when they grade the line sort of about how, where the morality is, right. where like, right. you kind of love to hate people, but at the same time you kind of I root mean, for them. Desperate. Yeah. I mean, Gavin Belson's desperate. Right. And desperation makes people do really, make poor decisions yeah. and bad behavior. Mm. And he's desperate. I mean, he, you know, because like Richard's like so befuddled, but he's got gold in his pocket and hmm. Gavin's like got this giant corporation and he needs it you know he's you know 
Right. And it's great to see an obstacle and kind of a conflict for mm-hmm. them to go against that they really yeah. can't overcome. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting because like, you have on one side you have these kind of this kind of raise up and the other side you have like the kind of fall of the empire, right. the kind of right. decline. Absolutely. I remember at the end of last season thinking, well, wow, like that is a huge, wonderful finale. Like. I don't know what the drama is going to be in the next season. I know there's going to be something. But it's interesting. We're going to see this lawsuit. We're going to see... Yeah, because these David and Goliath stories, they're always... They're, you know... They're always going to be timely. I mean, everybody loves a David and Goliath story. But the fact of the matter is, is that... Who is David really, yeah. and who is Goliath yeah, really? Right. Yeah. You know? I was actually, I was actually really. Um, one thing I was a little bit nervous coming into with this season is that Richard would kind of come off as this like kind of mental superhero that he's just so smart that he right. can't like do anything because like especially with the, with the finale last year that he kind of just like stayed up all night and then you know created yeah. this crazy thing that he didn't even know how good it was and I was a little bit but that's why I was so excited that it was Monica who had the idea to not take all of the money because it doesn't make him seem like he's like so smart that he can't. No. Do he's anything good at, wrong. He's good at some things, but he's not good at everything. Yeah. He's hmm, definitely not good at everything. Well, we saw that with the cloud mm-hmm. last year, right? I mean, he just, he couldn't, just couldn't figure out the cloud. He couldn't just do the cloud. Like, I love that. Like, like we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And I mean, I think we saw that um, with Ehrlich's character, who, when the series started off, he thought, oh, damn that character. He's just in his way and he's just a big lump of mm-hmm. annoyance. I mean, funny, but like... He's like Larry st- David kind of just yeah, like... but you're like, oh, he's draining the right. good... Yeah. And then you realize, no, no. I mean, that's what I think is so genius about it. Like, Richard needs Erlich. Mm-hmm. Erlich, yeah, he, he does. He needs him on some level because he's totally dysfunctional. They're, they they have their strengths. Right. Each and of they them. work they as a great each other. Yeah, they balance team. each other out, yeah. yeah. And Jared, you need Jared and you need Gilpoint and you need Dinesh. Yep. And then there's going to be a chick too coming. So. Oh, ooh, exciting. Yeah. yeah. Foreshadowing. Nice. Yeah. There's going to be more more girl coming. Great. Yeah. So, it's exciting. I love the funny girls. Um, I can't remember her name. Mary uh, from last season. She, I've seen her at UC. We've seen her at UCB a couple times. And she was in two episodes at the end of last season. Hmm. And she was so funny. Oh, yes. I, know I wish I could remember her name. But, she, was, she, was she played the, the ex-girlfriend. The ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I've seen She's her funny. a bunch of times. And she was so, so, so funny. So, I'm excited to see a little bit more, you know. Just funny girls. I want to see funny girls. Yeah, no. So, I think there's enough women to... Make people feel like they are taking serious, seriously the fact that right. there should be women, mm-hmm. and, and, but not so many that it becomes not reflective right. of Silicon Valley. Exactly. Yeah. At what yeah. point become, does like, it become a different story? Where, exactly. We're, we're, or some kind of. We're now we're in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yes. That's a good one. <laughs> Yes. No. No. We we the we all have real boobs, and the men are real boobs. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect yeah. way to describe it. But no, it. yeah, I do like how they stick to their roots, and they are true to it being a satire. Just like you know, they are making fun of the meetings, how they can kind of get let the egos get in the way of the actual negotiations, and I think that is very representative of everything. They had a lot of the Snapchat guys yeah. do cameos. So there's cool. a big story about how they the didn't Snapchat sign with thing Facebook. Was, cracked me up. I know. Snapchat yeah. thing of like that they kept meant that they were having a fight like, about Snapchat at the funeral. I like the self-awareness here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think it, they would lose that if they were just shoving women in, in different ways that wouldn't be accurate. I think yeah. if they had... You have to be truthful. Right. 
Yeah. And again, like I'm mean, going to be talking about having those real CEOs on the show, just another way to flesh out the world and everything right. like that. And we don't want to do anything that would kind of pull us out because we're already so deep into it. Right. Exactly. And you know, there are there are some women in venture capital up there now, which is interesting because the women are now. If the, what the whole complaint about it is, is if you don't have women in venture capital, they don't. The kind of things that get funded are always male-driven tech firms. And so as soon as you put women in venture capital f- positions, then you get funding for more companies that yeah. actually are driven by women. And it's, it's and it's needed. But they do have some now. So yeah. Lori, it's accurate. Like, there are some women. Like, Lori isn't based on one of those women necessarily. She's amalgamation for them of a bunch of, of people, course, male yeah. and female, actually. Which is great. You know. But... Um, but yeah, so I think they are reflecting reality. Yeah. Well, you know, like life imitates art, art imitates life. Like right, maybe exactly. because of you, mm-hmm. there's going to be more women well, we'll in Silicon see. Valley. We'll see. Yeah, inspire yeah. them. You know, I think <laughs> it starts um, here. It starts right here. You heard it here. We'll see how well. We'll see how well Lori does. I mean, it's unclear. You know, it's unclear. She's she certainly has her. Right. Um, but she's there for the failings. right reason. She's there because she's qualified intellectually, and not because yeah. She, but know, Monica's like. Way wait a minute, isn't this supposed to be a people person job? Yeah. <laughs> and I love that she was, you know, she was chosen because of numbers and she is, you yeah, know, calculated like, as it comes. She's like a walking calculator. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I think that but was... She's like, no, I don't even understand what you're talking about. She doesn't get Monica. She doesn't. She looks at Monica and she's like, what pretty little weird thing talking <laughs> yeah. at me are you? I it's going to be great to watch them. Understand. To watch right. those two characters yeah. kind of no, I think learn to love good. each other a little bit. Yeah. But again, that reminds me sort of of Peter Gregory's character where he was so far ahead thinking-wise yeah. like in terms of the technicality of what he was doing in his work. He almost skipped over what was actually happening in the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, like he would... He may have processed it, but you didn't see it. So right. like those guys waiting during the Burger King episode. Yeah. Exactly. They thought they'd been forgotten. They're like, no, no, he, he just passed over that so quickly that you didn't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's true. And I think... I mean, I think they all... They all, they all are quick thinkers, which I think America likes. You know, everyone always talks about how people are stupid. I'm like, no, I think people appreciate having to work to keep up. I used to feel that way in The Wire. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would have to rewind and listen. Like, it was such a smart show, and you, you like having to work to understand things. It's better than feeling like you're smarter than the show. Right. Oh, yeah. To, like, oh, oh, I'm smarter than this. Who wants to watch that? I'm, I'm doing House of Cards right now, so... Oh. Yeah, so. I, re- I rewind a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much better that way. I'd Thank rather. God for DVRs. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah really. Seriously. But no, I, I, I really respect a show that doesn't like spoon feed it to you. They mm-hmm. actually like have you rise to the level of the show instead of them kind of dumbing it down for right. everybody. And, and then th- things it, and get boring where it's like we kn- we know yeah, this. Yeah, just Let's I go. get it. I yeah. you know. Then it just becomes you guessing the right answers, sort of, and then it's right. not a surprise. It, and you yeah, never happens. like I never predicted anything last season, and this season. As I got the scripts, I not once, yeah. not once predicted. But also, I do have to go. say that I don't know a lot about venture capitalism, and I don't actually, you know, what that but whole even thing is just like. The emotional turn, yeah, exa- exactly. So I, I think know. that's another thing for me is that like I'm kind of um, I'm kind of learning with the show yeah. anyway. Yeah, so you know, I well, I have to ask questions, and so we all do. We all are laughing when we're doing the readers because we're like, uh, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what and I'm the, I'm the worst. I know. I mean, really? I'm I know. I'm like, <laughs> who's I'm, the best? <laughs> Who knows the most about this world? I, you know, I, I... Are you all just sort of out I don't lunch? know about the, the boys. I just know Amanda knows a lot. Amanda's like, this is Twitter. <laughs> and this is Instagram. So she's a 20-year-old is what you mean. Nice. Yes, and I'm like, oh, what's that again? I, you know, I literally like... So I, I think some... I don't know who's the best. 
Would you they know. ever the right, the bring right, people on set, sort of real world experts that may oh, help yeah. you guys? Oh yeah, they have still like they'll sometimes write something and then have a venture capital person go, well, "You have to change that word." Interesting. Like it's it's surprisingly little. I mean, they, those guys are so smart, and because they have background in programming, um, uh, and they know a fair amount, it's surprisingly little. But so the changes will be very small. It might just be like a little teeny word that seems unimportant, but. But they do their due diligence, which I respect because I'm married to a lawyer and um, my husband, we watch TV and he's like, have they even spoken to one lawyer because nothing they're oh. doing makes any sense. Right, just one. And just get one I person. have not heard, just get one person, yeah. just one, not even a smart person, just basic protocol that you can't go talk to a client on the street in the thing. We I mean, just like, you know, right. Yeah. He's always just like, this is just preposterous. I remember hearing that. I don't know. I don't know if this is true. I heard once upon a time that Scrubs was the most medically accurate show on television right. because it had the least because there's so much wow. stuff going on. Right. That, like some of it has to That's be like, you know, right. But you know, Silicon Valley is from what I understand the people, the tech people are pretty happy with it and say it's accurate. They've predicted some stuff. And I just spent a week with this venture capital guy mm-hmm. who said the venture capitalists love it. Yeah. He said the venture capitalists think it's real. I'm not saying that it's an exact um, duplication of what they're doing, but they're not going, oh, that's just idiotic. That would never happen. Right. There's like, there's some kind of truth. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's because they're smart enough to do it. And I'm sorry, yeah. but I think a lot of people are writing about stuff they don't understand. Yeah. And they think, oh, it doesn't matter. I can just write about lawyers, but it's. And I'm like, yeah. no, actually, there's a lot of us out here who are lawyers, and we're even just enough of us have watched Law and Order that when we're watching something that's about the law prof- profession, it doesn't make sense. We're like, wait a minute, I've seen a lot of <laughs> Law and Orders, and that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's, a, but I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful world to get to be invited to as yeah. a viewer because it's something that I just said that I don't know very much and about. So you learn a little, but it, but it impacts my life every single day. Totally. Do you know what I mean? So I, I think, I think it's, I think it's so cool that we get to kind of. Pull back the curtain a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, do you agree? I, <laughs> hey, I have no complaints here. Yeah. I agree. Good, yeah, good. I think it's a good season. I'm, I mean, I'm. I think people are going to be excited. So I do too. I hope you guys like it. Yeah, so I far so good. Did. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not in every episode. Oh, uh, well, then I'm not watching. Yes, yes. you got to tell us which no, ones no, you're I'm in. No, I'm not. I'm in the next one. I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm not in every one. Um, and um, you know, they're just. They were beginning to weave me through it, so so I'm not in everything. So don't. don't I hope America doesn't get bent out of shade that there's not women. Oh, in every, um, but there's another woman in it. So just, like I'm in plenty. Right. In Have plenty. you seen all the episodes for this season? Mm-mm. No. Ooh, so they it's were a surprise still, for you as well. Well, like at the premiere, they had finished. I can't. I don't know how many they had. No, they. they you know, it takes a while to edit them. I mean, right. They've been in the can for a while, but they. You know, I don't know how the editing takes longer. I'm sure they're probably done by now. I don't you guys know. started filming in the fall? Or? Yeah. I don't know. It's months ago now. So yeah. you know. They were scripts were written in like June. Sure. Yeah. Exciting though. Yeah. Um, well, since it's a surprise to you as well, let's shall we make some predictions? For sure. The yeah. yeah. So. Go for it. And now you're after Buzz TV. Oh, I'm gonna get abducted. Oh, no, um. Yeah. Let's just start down the line, John. Man, think? I, I. It's so tough because the show last season took so many twists and turns. I didn't expect. I. I'm really excited to see what happens um, with this whole lawsuit that's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just going to make for great TV. And um, I guess my prediction is that they're going to regret taking the lower offer. 
Interesting. That's my initial prediction, just because it's too... It, it, um, when Richard was at the bar and he was with the guy, I forget his name, but he was screaming and being like, what did I do? What did I do? Which, by the way, I thought was a very yeah. funny yeah, scene. He was, his <laughs> name is... I was like, that's a little too easy. Right. I feel like... It I don't know. I mean, we'll see. But I think there, I think there's going to be something... I think they're going to go back to the offer. Huh. Interesting. And? Interesting. I think... You know, we see these guys kind of surrounded in this very successful world, but they still are broke. So I'm kind of interested to see kind of like how success success starts to kind of resonate with them a little bit now yeah. that they now that they have the deal and everything. I think that's going to be that's going to put them in a much different position because they've been kind of scrambling so much that when maybe they don't have to, it's going to be it's going to change relation. Maybe it's going to change relationships a little bit. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens there. Right. Well, yeah, I think because they got such a big offer, I think the ball is really in their court to kind of make a new one that fits them the best it ever could. You know, if there are concerns down the line of what they may need to hit sort of, um, tr- like, benchmark-wise. Right, benchmarks, right. Then, you know, they can kind of reorganize it. So maybe they give up a little bit of startup capital and change it into, like, longer deadlines or right. a bigger staff or w- what have you. Right. If they are renegotiating, maybe they just, you know, they're very smart people. So hopefully they can find a creative way to not give everything back but make it work for them. Yeah. Now, I know you obviously know what happens in I, this season. I do, I do. Do you have anything you can give our viewers that might... Well, I, our can, I can respond to this a little bit. Okay. I will tell you, yeah, the lawsuit's important. Mm-hmm. That's that's it's big. Okay, it's a big deal. I mean, it's really, really, um, it's 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 a big deal. Well, it was a great so big that, tease at the that end. Interesting. They just trying yeah. to put that the lawsuit's at the end. a big deal. Okay, and you're right. Money is important. But I'm not going to say how because money, their relation. I mean, yeah, it's really funny. It's so funny that they're living in this crummy house, with, <laughs> and every time they are on the outside of the building, it's like kind of nice, and it's probably worth like a fortune now because everything, like a, a little, yeah. a, a closet in in Silicon Valley is is worth a gajillion dollars. But um, but uh, but it's really so junky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels big when you're in it when you're filming. Is it? There. It's not. It's not. It's not a facade. It's a real house. Oh, there's a real interior, and then a. It's it's a real house, and then we have in, you know it's, 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 right. it's a combination. Gotcha. But it's it, when you're in the inside of the house, it feels actually bigger than it looks. <laughs> um, but um, but it's really uh, yeah. The, it's funny that they have no money and yet they have this right. big thing. Right. It's weird. Right. Yeah, but I it think is. that's really true. I th- it, but that I think is very very true. You don't all of a sudden have a bajillion dollars right. mm-hmm. or yeah. What interesting or you do um, them what their kids. Exactly. Exactly. That's what that guy, what that that guy that screwed up, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. had all this, that bought stuff fast. Yeah. I think you have to be care- a little careful. Right. You definitely. have to be careful. You have to be like a sports player. You have got to be a little careful. He was exactly. the. You would think think he was definitely a warning, the warning sign. Yeah, he's or, a warning sign. Yeah, yeah. So well, I've heard that about these tech company guys that make millions and millions of dollars or even billions are very humble about what they spend. They right. kind of reinvest. Um, it back. I mean, look at Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. It's right. not like he's wearing all na- name brands that's and just. Yeah, but he wouldn't anyway. I think he's still in his. I mean, that's why Lori wears such like, like I'm like Ann Taylor Lofts about as cool as I get, and I think that's because, you know, I really, I really like that about this show. These people don't dress. They're they're not going to put us in Givenchy. No. Yeah. It would be freaking stupid. 
it's not tech people show up at these big events wearing really bad clothes. <laughs> and I mean, Lori's probably the worst of them. Um, there's, you know, a couple of people out there that might wear some, you know, Gavin suits are not, they're pretty nice. But, um, but he cares about superficial yeah. things, right. which is why his company is, you know, is it hollow at the center? You know, it's a little unclear about, hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's too shiny and new, but like the real stuff, they just, it's like they don't care about the kind of car they drive. Right? These, I mean, these are these people who sit behind a computer for a yeah. large part of their day. You know, you just got to be a yeah. little bit more comfortable, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just, that's just not, they just don't need to. Yeah. They don't need to impress anybody that way because they're impressing people other ways. Right. Yep. They're not doing not it like they're like fancy overcompensating jeans. Overcompensating yeah, over anything. With yeah. like a red car and fancy jeans. Yeah. So, um, the opposite. But anyway. Does that look like I'm trying too hard? Gosh darn it. I am not. Yeah, I didn't give away too much. I can't really. Like, I know. I just can't. I know. Because, I, I, and also, I'm you don't want me yeah, to. I don't want to. Because at the end of the day, my husband doesn't have any idea of anything that happens in the season. Wow. He's like, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> Good he job. He's kept it mum. No, but he doesn't want to because he wants to watch it. I don't even it. like watching previews for next week. Really? Yeah. I know. My husband always does. I'm weird I like I like watching previews, but my husband I think I have such a bad memory I forget. So then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> what happened? I'm kinda of pathetic, yeah. I just I'm like, ooh. Yeah, the same way. I'm like a dog. Oh yeah, fine. I filmed that, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Well, Suzanne, thank you so much thank for coming. Oh, yeah. so much fun to be here. Yeah, it yeah, was awesome. It really was. Um that will do it for our yeah, first I, episode of I season hope everybody, two. I hope everybody watches the whole season and watches last season Absolutely. if they haven't seen all because it's it's such a quick watch. Yeah, oh, yeah watch. Really you breeze right yeah. through it. Catch up. Yeah, Definitely. HBO Go, baby. Exactly. HBO Where can uh, the fans find you again, Suzanne? Well, I am at I am Suzanne Cryer Makes on sense. Twitter. And I've got a Facebook page too, Suzanne Cryer. I think I'm the only one there. <laughs> so, uh, and I do you. Instagram, but it's got mostly my craft projects that I do. Because huh. I love me some craft projects. Yes. I'm going to look at your crafts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. Perfect. You can find me, John Manganello, at Johnny Mangs on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm going to go follow you right after this. <laughs> yeah. And you guys can follow me at Twitter, at Quinn Skillian. That's S-C-I-L-L-I-A-N. You can follow me at Instagram, at Quinstagram. And you can fi- follow me on Vine, at the Quinn B. Nice. Well, you guys can find me at JB underscore Zimmerman on Twitter and Instagram. Also, all you listeners and viewers out there, please remember to rate us on YouTube and iTunes. That helps us keep the lights on and keep the content free. So we will <laughs> see you guys next time. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.